0: is KGMI Connects with Joe Tien, a live local show about our community and you on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. Well, we've made it to Friday and we're glad that you're here with us. As
1: hopefully you get ready to have a little time off, but not everybody, of course, has weekends off. I hope you find a little time to yourself, maybe to your with friends and family, and time to relax this weekend, but not before we have a rousing discussion here on KGMI Connects for the next hour. How was that? 360-676-5464 is the phone number. We hope you'll join us. Whatever is on your mind, we want to hear from you. We already have a bunch of folks on the line that have different issues they want to talk about. Let's Usually... Our first caller waits for a while, listens to people and 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 myself, kind of blather on, and then he calls up and has some sage uh, sage wisdom to impart. We'll start with him today, Jim over on San Juan Island. Hi, Jim.
2: Oh, I'm laughing. I'm sorry, Joe. <laughs> if I can if I can reach the bar of sage, I'm I'm definitely will count myself fortunate. <laughs>
1: Well, what's on your mind here on this Friday? Oh, just
2: observations. I think sometimes I feel like I'm too late to the party or too late to the truth or what's happening. And, and uh, I'm really concerned, and maybe the horse is already out of the barn, about uh, big business colluding with big government. And, and uh, you know, Starbucks today, uh, I don't know which branch of our government. So I only caught it just a little bit. I might have been listening to your radio show. Uh The government wants to force some branch of our government wants to force Starbucks to buy back and or no open up again the uh, stores that they've closed because it's suspected they closed the stores because
1: yeah there was uh, the Mm -hmm. National Labor Relations Board. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, let me tell you about what's happening here on San Juan Island. There's a large uh, business been in business for years, family owned for decades. They sold out to a corporation. Uh, probably got offered some money they couldn't resist, which is how it happens. And that same corporation uh, now bought the mom-and-pop uh, rental store here, the only one. Uh-huh. And I have noticed after these things have happened, I noticed the people working there, you know, I know how to kind of read a crowd maybe better than most people because I've been an entertainer for uh-huh. for a good piece. And reading the crowds is important, you know, if your crowd is going one way, you know, you might want to change the songs you're singing, okay. the jokes you're telling, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so okay. anyway, those people, it seems like part of their heart, they're just not as happy. They're just kind of just showing up. And I hate to see that happen to us. One of the reasons I like your your radio stations, because I know, I know it's a corporation, Cascade radio, uh, radio Group, but it has kind of a mom-and-pop feel to it. When I want a prize, and thank you, by the way, for... Uh, going, sending me and my friend to the boat show nice. last year. Oh yeah, yeah. But okay. when I got when I got the ticket in the mail, it was kind of uh, you know the the envelope had a stamp on it. You could tell it was stamped with a human hand. <laughs> uh, you know, a, a little bit off kilter, not quite straight. Uh huh. Okay. And, and uh, which I thought this is great. This is just how I felt about uh, about this. And uh, I just would hate to see. I think we're going to mourn that disappearing. So I just would like to say it to you and the group, you know, watch out for those businesses that you have in town or where you like to go and love, uh, because they might be slowly disappearing. I, I hope it's not true, but it sure seems to be a trend.
1: Yeah. Well, they have over the years. Um, just, I, I think about he, even here locally, you know, our beloved Hagen brand and that was absorbed by a, a corporation. Although I still go to Hagen in my neighborhood and, um, it seems like the same place. I don't. I don't know how the workers there feel, but I see some of the same workers that have been there for years and years, even before they were, uh, you know, merged with uh, what I guess it's uh, Albertsons, and um, and became yeah. part of that that group. But and even with our radio stations, there was a time when the, you know, the stations were more independent and they they competed, uh, and then. We're actually owned by Saga Communications, which is a national uh, radio company, uh, not nearly as big as the, as the biggest. Uh, I, we have like, I don't know, Saga has 70 some stations around the country, but they, they pride themselves on owning stations in, in smaller medium markets like ours, and, and they really give mm-hmm. us a lot of autonomy. They're not complete, but um, they want I to. I get
2: the feel. Yeah. I get and, the feel I'm I'm
1: feeling the vibe. Yeah, so. and they they understand that that's what uh, the magic and the the profitability ultimately of radio is, is is our locality and being being part of the community that we're in and they appreciate that where some other of the really huge corporations that just became bloated and uh and you know now their their stock value is like <laughs> you know their stocks worth pennies uh but they they gave up on that that whole concept and they were you know they were yeah. all managed all their stations hundreds and hundreds of stations were managed by, from uh you know corporate headquarters somewhere and um yeah it didn't hasn't worked out so well for them but we and you know to toot our our horn and uh our company's horn i think they've done a really good job of of finding their way through this, uh, a change in our industry over the last several decades, and 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 taking us in the right direction and keeping us centered here in our community. So, yeah, I mean, there are still businesses yeah. that do that. So, we, uh, I guess keep our keep the faith a little bit.
2: I'll I'll try that. I, I would like government to shrink. I'll, I'll, okay, I'll leave it at that. And you have a great weekend, Joe.
1: You too, Jim. Thanks for your call. Thanks Bye-bye. for getting uh, you bye. Yeah, thanks for getting us rolling. And, well, you know, government and big business, sure. I mean, that's a concern. But it's interesting to hear because that's – well, let's go to Jim in in, uh, Bellingham. Hey, Jim.
3: What's going on today?
1: Well, you know, I was just thinking our first caller, a conservative guy who's concerned about – and we've been hearing this more, it seems, from conservatives worried about big business and – government colluding, and uh, that's a refrain that you and folks on the left have sung for a long, long time.
3: Yes, I've talked about that. Uh, Fascine is the uh, Italian or Latin verb or or noun, I believe, for fascism, Uh, a a bundle of wood tied around by a cord. It it, uh, symbolizes the merger between the corporates and the government and the military, with a uh, very dis- despicable and dislikable, uh, disgusting results, of course. So mm-hmm. that's, that's my take on it. I'm not going to beat a dead horse all the time, but you know, it should be brought up because some people think we're headed that way. And, uh, the only way we don't is like what Noam Chomsky says. If you, if you believe there's no hope, then you're guaranteed that there is. And so I said that to you yesterday and Mike. uh, Noam Chauncey, a great man. He's still working at age 95. But uh, one thing I would say, uh, I wanted to bring up a, a better note here, uh-huh. a more hopeful note. I read on uh, nature.com last night, um, they're having success with cold fusion or disfusion. And it's getting to the point now where the experiments are working better to the point where they're getting more heat energy out of it. Uh, that they put into it, which you kind of have to have to be successful. Uh And so they're going to keep working on it. I forget the Annie something or other is her name. Uh, She's one of the lead people on it that's working on it. Uh, So I thought that was good to report. Uh, Then I can, if you'll allow me, I'll go into my Michael Parenti, of course. What would he be saying about this Israel-Palestine conflict? Uh, right, there's an article in Counterpunch, and this is probably what he would agree with a lot. It uh, perpetuates a historical pattern which prioritizes profit and imperialism over truth and justice. So, uh, people may not look at it that uh, directly the same way we do. That you know, they may just think it's a racial thing, which it is. But there's imperialism class uh, acknowledgments everywhere. Uh, The goal, and Michael Prey points out against Christopher Hitchens, who he debated once, and he said the goal is the third-worldization of everywhere. That's what the corporate state wants. And and they do have to uh, essentially have a strong um, enforcement of that because most people are going to get sick and tired of working for sub-minimum wage and being in a third world. So that's what I hope we can avoid by... Uh, reinvigorating our democracy and coming to realize that uh, being rich is not that easy to do. (laughs) It isn't. You're much more likely to go poor than you are to rich. And so one other thing.
1: But, but I mean uh, the corporate, uh, I think the corporate world is, is smart enough to know that uh, everybody can't be poor besides just the corporate, uh, the corporate officers, uh, because the corporations need a market to sell whatever their good or service is to do you know what i mean so there has yeah. to be you know and that's what i maintain is what uh, you know the, the unionization and uh and the you know br- uh creating a, a working class that um that earned a living wage a family wage what have you back in the earlier part of the last century is really what enabled our economy to to grow and become what it is because there was that market that could afford to buy the cars that uh, Henry Ford was churning out on his assembly lines and uh, other yeah. products that were being that were being developed. But yeah,
3: okay, I, I understand that point, and I they, uh, that's what we did overseas and still do is open up markets, but we're also over there to make the labor cheap and the resources accessible. Uh, Like I pointed out on 60 Minutes uh, a couple of months ago, I saw they had a a piece, which is sort of shocking in a way that a major corporation media would actually uh, carry this stuff. But the news gets out one way or the other. And we're glad for the people that are working on the left on the Internet. They're taking great risks in Palestine now. One woman's afraid for her life because the Israelis are shooting journalists all the time. And, uh, so that there was about two black people, one a mother and her child, working in these cobalt factor for, uh, pits, you know, using manual labor at great cost to their health, and making about $1 to $2 a day, so that uh, the minerals are cheap for, you know, the compradors that we put in there, or okay. that we help. And I'm not saying it's all bad, because Africa is trying to uh, uh, break free of the yoke of the imperialism, I and mean, it's not an easy process, and and I'm saying what they do to those people, they're planning to do you. It's just not quite as easy because we've achieved a higher level of existence through uh, a social struggle, class struggle.
1: Okay. Well, and I'm,
3: I'm saying that's, you know, I'm sorry for monopolizing here, but I, I just thought I'd say that.
1: All right, Jim. Well, I appreciate your call. And they, they have done it to me. They restricted what I can earn. But that's life. You know, it's kind of the where I the the the. Line of work I chose, I guess. But uh, thanks for your call, Jim. Let's go to Jackie down in Anacortes. Hi, Jackie. We're over in Anacortes, however you look at it. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: Hello. Uh, yeah. Uh, I wanted to talk about all these young people uh, protesting, you know, for pal- the Palestinian Hamas and all that. Uh, I find it frightening because of our open borders, all these unknowns that are coming across, you know that uh, we've got a lot of bad people coming in from China and all over. And uh, and I'm sure the, some of the uh, Hamas are here, too. And... I'm thinking these young people, they're going to side with them if they ever start something big over here, which I'm sure they will. Everybody's predicting that we're going to have another uh, 9-11 here. Uh, You know, it just makes sense. Uh, I just don't understand why are they letting all these, people in here that are you know getting away they don't know where they are it's crazy
1: okay um well there are more people that are showing up at the border and being processed as uh requesting uh requesting asylum um but uh i don't know that they're just opening up the gates and letting people just rush across the border and into the country but um, well,
4: I see it on TV all the time, okay uh, they're they're and they call them the getaways. They don't know how many people are getting beyond the borders. You know, we don't have enough border patrol, that's for sure. so uh people uh, I saw one man in Texas, I think it was he was filming these line of people going through his backyard.
1: Okay, um, I but I think we have to remember too that the the people that uh, carried out the attacks of nine eleven were here uh, the, on visas and they were here legally to study and that they didn't I have know. to sneak across any border. But um, all right, Jackie. All right. Thank you. Thanks for your call. We'll take a quick break. Be back with more. we got John and Rich on the line, and we got plenty of time to hear your ideas, too. 360-676-5464.
0: We're taking things into high gear by giving away cash, free play, and a top-of-the-line snowmobile and trailer. Don't get left in the cold. Join us every Thursday in December from 6 to 9 p.m. for hourly drawings. Grand prize drawing at 9 p.m. on December 28th. Cashing through the snow and winning some dough. Claim one free daily entry. Snowmobile courtesy of Mount Baker Motorsports. The results are in and you voted us Best Casino and Best Steak in the Northwest. Thank you all for your support. Silver Reef Casino Resort, located off I-5, exit 260. We've got that. At
5: Silver Reef Casino Resort, we've got that. Escape the hustle and bustle of the city and get ready for a fun and relaxation-filled getaway. Luxury hotel rooms? Yep. Championship golf? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Top-rated casino with all the best slots and table games? Yes and yes world-class dining at the region's best and wine spectator award-winning steakhouse yes please the total package is only missing one thing you silver reef casino resort located off i-5 exit 260 we've got that john you need to see the Mackenzie's christmas card i'm just gonna read some of it to you merry christmas from tommy marge and the kids eric loves his violin and turtle more than life he's also learning spanish Charlotte is our new junior wrestler. Yes, they have a wrestling team at her school. She loves it and is now a pen pal with a girl in France. Tom built a gorgeous dining room table on which we celebrated Thanksgiving. I've been taking sewing lessons and finally mastered my sourdough starter. Delish. What I'm most excited about this year is how we saved money, time, and the stress of traffic and parking by getting to SeaTac Airport via airport or shuttle. We are on our way to my mother's for Christmas as I write from inside this luxury motor coach. Best decision we've made all year.
6: Highly recommend. Your best friends would want this for you. Visit AirPorter.com for just the right bus to get you to SeaTac Airport on time, every time. AirPorter.com. Merry Christmas. Are you on Medicare or individual health insurance and wondering if you are on the right plan for you and your family? This is Marsha Neal with Guided Solutions, formerly Vibrant USA. We understand the TV advertising and the mail you have been receiving may create more questions than answers. Although the deadlines are coming, you may still have time to make a change. So call us at 866-733-5111. Our agents can review your plan options, answer your questions, and put your mind at ease.
0: We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464.
1: Uh, we are on this Friday afternoon. Rich in on the line. Hi, Rich.
7: How's it going, Joe? Doing okay. The first caller had a pretty good point about the uh, corporatization getting together with the government. Monopoly- I think he was speaking mostly of monopolization, Our one of our really good president from hundred years ago Teddy Roosevelt spent a lot of time working against that and created a, a lot of antitrust laws when you have larger and larger companies the consumer pays the price choice becomes less service becomes less because you take away the, the good part of natural competition because if there's monopoly there's no competition all of a sudden this company controls everything and it just it's just it's like its own little kingdom they can actually become more powerful than the state when they monopolize so He's right about that. But I want to talk about the dams. So at the top of the hour, they've been talking about this thing with Biden uh, uh, making a deal to not blow up the dams, so that we're going to spend money, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. Mm-hmm. They leave out one important thing that dams provide is flood control. Yes, they make power. Yes, they provide irrigation for farmers. But they, they eliminate almost entirely seasonal flooding. And now what we had two years ago in here in Washington County – shows if we had some sort of reservoir, not necessarily blocking the mainstream and blocking fish, but a way to divert some of the water or collect some of the water, we could drastically reduce flooding. And that is possibly just as important as electricity or irrigation or recreation. So it'd be nice if they would put that in there, too, because the water stays clean. When you control the water and it's not rushing down the stream during flooding events, it's cleaner because the junk can settle in the reservoir. So the main, you know, that's why you look at the Columbia, it's hardly ever muddy because there's so many reservoirs along its path that all the stuff settles out and the water's nice and clean. So yeah. it's, a, well, it's a blessing, man. It's the best thing we've ever had in 100 years is those dams. I mean, it's the well, good it does for humanity is just breathtaking.
1: Well, they do do, they have great advantages, that's for certain, but then they have great disadvantages to, to other aspects, and that would be primarily those those fish species that, uh, well, we have
7: ways around that, Joe. We have technology that's proven to fix that, such not, as the Baker River system with the fish pumps. Very successful, record runs this year. Puget Sound Energy put this together in the last 15 years. That could all be adapted to these other systems, but the reality well, is they don't want solutions, Joe. That, they want problems.
1: Well, that's part of what they're spending money on is to find ways and to create ways to to help those salmon runs uh, revive with those uh, – Uh, dam still in place and to also to find uh, you know and develop uh, alternative energy sources and and other ways to to mitigate these problems that the dams uh, take care of so i think i think it's it sounds like they're at least working towards something that uh, could be a a long-term fix for all they're
7: keeping the wolves at bay for now by saying they're going to throw money at it in five or six years with a different president they'll have a big powwow again and talk how it's going to all end and unless you give us this or that. It's just a continual maneuvering thing between the federal government and the tribes and the states. And it's kind of sad because to blow up the dams would just be devastating to the good things that humans need, like power and food and recreation.
1: And they do create, uh, you know, the uh, carbon-free energy. That's true.
7: All right, Rich. All right, have a good day. Yeah, you
1: too. Thanks for your call. Let's go to John in Ferndale. Hi, John.
7: Hey Joe.
8: um, uh, Yeah, Rich just made a bunch of great points, and I agree completely. Okay, except about his uh, stuff about all the stuff with big tech and government. Right, Um, that's more to do with you know any entity, and at the time Biden wasn't president, but any entity or you know part of the government can can go to Twitter at the at the time and say, Hey, this tweet does not live up to your terms and services. You know, you've got nudity, you've got you know, child porn or whatever, animal cruelty. People are sick, right? And you got you to take that down. And and uh, if you're not, they can make another request. But that's from the government. Um, anyway, um, yeah, I, I wanted to, to talk about what some of the callers were saying that that I should probably listen to Fox News more and yeah, Jesse yeah. Waters and Greg Godfeld. And the thing is, Joe, and you know me, you can back this up. I do listen. I do monitor. All of these people, just like I did Rush Limbaugh back in the day, right, Uh, because you you have to know what what your political opponents are up to and what they're Uh planning, right? So, um, Michelle, I uh, thank you very much for your kind words on my comment about that Texas abortion case. It's just a travesty. Uh, But Jesse Waters was never on Jay Leno. He was on Bill O'Reilly, but Bill O'Reilly stole the segment, the man on the street segment, from Jay Leno, who stole it from Steve Allen way back in the day, who stole it from somebody else probably. probably. And uh, But <laughs> Jesse Waters had a particularly um, uh, unique thing that he would do with the racism he would inject into it. He would go to Chinatown and ask people who uh, didn't speak good English or were maybe wary of foreigners with cameras and mics sticking in their face and like, oh, look how dumb they are. They don't know anything, right? Jesse Waters, married with four children. He cheats on his wife with a woman 15 years younger. He's now married to her, right? Uh, This was an employee at Fox News, a a producer. Uh In order to make time with with her, Joe, this is why he's still married and has four kids. He flattens her tires. How do I know that? Because he told the story. Flattened her tires. And then shows up like, hey, what's going on? You need a ride? Mm. Yeah. He is a pig. And then there's Gutfeld. Greg Gutfeld. uh, He does not believe in democracy. He's he's he wants a civil war on October 5th of this year. He said, no, no, no. Elections don't work. He's talking. He he was in argument with uh, Harold Ford Jr. on on the five. We know that we know they don't work. Uh, They don't work. And he just, you know, the thing is, They don't believe in democracy because they're losing, because they can't get enough people on their side, because, you know, they had this hateful candidate who was president for four years, committed all kinds of crimes. There's a thing now about this, um, all the intel that we had on on Russia, uh, it was... uh, in a ten-inch binder that that uh, that uh, Devin Nunes got for 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 Trump, and he stole it. Like they're going to make all these copies and declassify it because well, Trump is still they, upset about. They don't this, know where that, it ended up.
1: Way. That's uh, they, I don't know that right. tr- they, they don't have any proof that Trump stole it uh, or anybody specifically stole it. They just don't know where well, it but is. But he
8: stole all those other documents and they're in Mar- during Mar his administration. But the, the thing is, they 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 made copies at, with this reporter. John Allen, right? Who isn't? Who is a right wing nut? And you're not supposed to be making copies of this above top secret material. He was going to pass it out because Trump was gonna he was gonna de- declassify it, but you can't, right? So anyway, the thing is, it's natural that the that the nation would have this reaction, and you know, people just don't understand us on on this side because we see the the country and Trump as as Germany. 2. Oh, Trump is okay. like Hitler. All right. He okay. reads Hitler but this Project 2025 they're going to have, Joe your daughter, if this goes through is going to have to register her menstrual monthly menstrual cycle.
1: Alright, John, we'll see about that. We'll, alright, alright, but we All right, that breaks the streak of days that John didn't go to talk about Trump, but that's all right. We'll let you talk about anything you want here on this show. We got to take a break. We got other folks uh, hopefully on the line in just a moment. We'll take your calls 360 676 5464 here on KGMI Connects.
0: Carpet Liquidators makes floor shopping as simple as one, two, three. Number one, go to carpetliquidators.com and choose the type of flooring you're looking for. Number two, schedule a shop at home time that works for you. Our Flooring experts will bring your samples directly to your doorstep. Number three, we'll take measurements and provide you with a quote. And best of all, it won't cost one penny more than coming to the store. Visit CarpetLiquidators.com. It's quick, easy, and the visit is free.
5: Worried that your heating system won't make it through another long winter? Never fear, the team at AirTech Heating is just a phone call away. Whether you need maintenance or a new furnace, heat pump, ductless heating system, or a new gas fireplace, you can always count on AirTech Heating, now celebrating three decades of serving our community as a premier Lennox dealer. They'll install the perfect system to keep you warm all winter long. Call Cliff and Jeff at AirTech Heating today at 734 5010 and online at airtechheat.net.
6: Are you on Medicare or individual health insurance and wondering if you are on the right plan for you and your family? This is Marsha Neal with Guided Solutions, formerly Vibrant USA. We understand the TV advertising and the mail you have been receiving may create more questions than answers. Although the deadlines are coming, you may still have time to make a change. So call us at 866-733-5111. Our agents can review your plan options, answer your questions and put your mind at ease. Stop by Dewey Griffin Subaru whenever your Subaru needs a quick service and a car wash. Check out Dewey's
5: Express Service Center. It's fast, convenient, and best of all, there's no appointment necessary. Open six days a week, including Saturdays. Stop by for your next oil change or any other minor maintenance, and you'll get a free car wash with any service. Dewey Griffin Subaru, community-minded and community-driven, and the only certified Subaru tire and service center in the area. Deanna Haraluk. I'm here to keep you informed with the morning news from 6 to 9 a.m. But even with all that time in the morning, there's still so many things I want to talk about, you know, beyond the morning news. And now I have the chance to give you exactly that. Head on over to KGMI.com mornings for extended conversations on everything that might not be making headlines. My thoughts on travel, food, music, and hey, maybe a little bit of culture. Beyond the Morning News updates every Tuesday on KGMI.com slash mornings.
0: We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464.
1: happy with us here on this Friday afternoon. Hope you'll give us a call. Like Eric out in the county. Hi Eric. Hi, how you doing? Doing well. What's on your mind today? Well, regarding John's
8: contribution today, it's interesting that this Nazi Trump has Jewish grandchildren and finally moved our embassy to Jerusalem, the best friend Israel ever had in the White House. And John thinks he's a Nazi. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Often in error, seldom in doubt. That's
1: my comment. All right, Eric. Thanks for your call. Um, All right. And uh, I I I get the feeling that uh, rather than, uh, I think, John John talk about John and Ferndale. Uh, he more sees Trump as acting uh, as a dictatorial uh, uh, just just from his comments, which are many here on this program, but uh, rather than being um, you know fueled by racism, what have you. but um, I'll hand it to John. He's pretty well pretty well acquainted with uh, many of these personnel on on uh, Fox News. He doesn't have a high uh, opinion of them, but uh, knows them better than I do. That's for certain. Because I, I I plead guilty to not uh, paying a whole lot of attention to uh, Fox News or CNN for that matter. I mean, I know a number of the uh, of the personalities on CNN. I know who who they are. Uh, I'm not that well. I. I don't sit and absorb this stuff, I, I'll be honest with you. I read the news and I watch the news and uh, that's basically where, you know, where I form my opinions. But, um, yeah, uh, there we have it. When it comes to uh, corporate uh, collusion with uh, the, the government, corporate and uh, government collusion, I, that's not a new phenomenon. And it seems that whenever uh, – it always depends what party is in, in power, I guess what party holds the White House more than anything – uh, as to who which side which side of the political spectrum gets concerned about this, but uh, this has been going on for quite some time and uh you know when you look at it, there is maybe an, in a in a way a um a, a logical uh connection uh government sees um, you know corporations as being a positive overall in that they You know, they buoy the the economy, they uh, generally uh, employ human beings, they employ citizens, Uh, they create revenue, uh, which is ultimately and generally good for everyone. Um, They have supported uh, corporate interests overseas, which, as uh, some of our caller Jim often finds uh, or takes uh, umbrage to and... Many others do, and that uh, the, some of those policies have uh, tended to be um, uh, not abusive, or maybe in some cases abusive of those uh, of, of countries develop, underdeveloped or developing countries um, that don't have the power or the sway that uh, the United States government does, in order to uh, extract um, uh, resources. That sort of thing. I mean. You think about the you know the fruit plantations before it, and uh, mineral extraction, these types of things that uh, the United States has uh, has uh, promoted. uh, Well, so there we have that. Uh, But uh, let's see. We Go to the phones. We got Tim in Everson on the line. Hi, Tim.
9: Hey, Joe. Uh, I was wondering what you thought about the University of Washington giving a this transgender person a, a, a full scholarship for the volleyball team.
1: I saw that. You sent a link, and then I, I looked into it a little bit further, and that's apparently the case, that uh, this volleyball player, a transgender volleyball player, has been uh, awarded a scholarship. Um, it's one of, what, about f- like 15 of these scholarships? Twelve. Twelve? I think twelve. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, you know me, I'm, I'm not terribly upset by it. I, I think this is a person, uh, who is, uh, identifies as a woman lives their life as a woman. And, um, and once again, I think it's up to the, uh, in this case, the NCAA to regulate who takes part in different, uh, different sporting events. And I, I don't think that this is an area that, uh, I really, I should have any say in. Quite frankly, what are, what are, what's your take?
9: I don't know. I, I I think it's wrong. I think I think you're taking the scholarship away from from a young lady who who is at a disadvantage, no matter what you think, uh, to a, a biologically born male.
1: So a male, hey, and hey, I, hey. I, you know, I, may, I played volleyball, but is, is, a, bi, is a person who was bi, born biologically a male? Uh, and we don't know what this person's phys- physiology is. But, uh, cause you're, so you're making a judgment call here that this person automatically has this incredible advantage on the volleyball court over a woman uh, or over a biologically born woman, I guess.
9: Well, there have been biologically born males that have played volleyball, transgenders that have sent women, girls to the hospital who have knocked them out and that will never play again.
1: That's a fact. Where where did that happen?
9: Oh, I'm not sure. It was on the news and it was all over. Okay. Uh, and She just quit and and she was going to get a scholarship. Okay you have the instance where the the it wasn't a transgender but they if it was back east in some state where if they didn't have say a male sport it was in field hockey that they could play in the female mm-hmm. sport and he knocked her teeth all all out uh I don't know. It's just, it's really crazy to
1: me. I, and maybe. Well, once again, I'm, you're making the, you're you're, may, you're may, jumping to that conclusion. that simply because this person transitioned to being a female, that, that person, that, that is what gave that person the, the, the power to knock another person's teeth out. I mean, I suspect women are able to knock people's teeth out. Uh, and in, in, I say in athletics or in any pursuit in life, you're always going to encounter someone who's better than you. That's just a fact of life. I, I, and, and people, there's disappointment in sports, just like anything else. Uh, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I, just, I don't see why we get so wrapped up and in, in tied up in knots over it. I think it's an area that, uh, I, once again, I think the athletic um, conferences, the athletic um, associations are the ones to make a decision on this.
9: Well, in my opinion, one of the biggest things you learn in sports, two things, teamwork and sportsmanship. And I think sportsmanship is at the key of it. Okay. And I just don't think that's good sportsmanship. And I know we'll disagree on this, but I'll leave it at that.
1: All right, Tim. Thanks for your call, though. Okay. All right. Yep. Okay. Uh, let's let's go to uh, Juanita and Linden. Hi, Juanita.
10: Hi, Joe. I just have a short comment. Um, okay. After listening to John, he always has, you know, a lot of hot air, but he <laughs> is incorrect completely about Jesse waters because I watched the five as much as I can. Okay. And Jesse, re- it was a complete joke that he deflated Emma's tires and he was just bragging on the show. And then there was a lot of backlash and, he, he totally said he was kidding. He just wanted to look like, you know, a tough guy. So it was a joke. And Greg Getfield, he's got the number one show on Fox, second to uh, the five. And he, he loves the Constitution. He sticks up for it every day. So I don't know what John's talking about, okay. but he's twisting everyone's comments. So all right. that's all I got. All right, all right Juanita. Right,
1: Thanks for your call. Appreciate it. We'll take a quick break. Be back with more. We'll have time to take your calls here on KGMI Connects. Hope you give us a ring. 360-676-5464.
5: Darling, I have something to confess. I've been having a love affair. (gasps) Excuse me? I know I should be sorry, but I've been dreaming about the delectable dishes at Mambo Italiano Cafe, and yesterday, yesterday I indulged.
0: (laughs) Oh, okay.
5: Their handcrafted meals, the quality ingredients, pizza, pasta, and oh, the seafood. Not to mention the passionate service and those amazing desserts.
0: I see, all right.
5: And the way they make Italian food an art form. Mamma mia!
0: Okay, calm down there, foodie. Fall in love with the culinary delights at Mambo Italiano Cafe. Experience it all in Bellingham's historic Fairhaven District. At Mambo Italiano, you can taste the art of living in every bite. Oh, you think you've tried it all? Mambo Italiano just released a new menu. Featuring the Pollo Piazzo pizza with chicken, gorgonzola, and it's their first Alfredo sauce pizza. Step away from the daily hustle, slow down, and savor the guilt-free flavors at Mambo Italiano Cafe. Gift cards are available for the holidays, so you can share the love at Mambo Italiano, Sycamore Square in Fairhaven.
11: My daughter, she's six years old now. Well, soon to be. She's she's she said go get him, and she has a she's a boss lady. I have her operating some of her little businesses, candy business, and she loves it. Daddy, daddy, um, let's go to work. Let's go see if we need to fill up the machines with candy and let's collect my money because I want to go to Disneyland. (laughs) Beautiful. I love that little girl. I like her heart. She'll come in and she'll offer lunch to the employees, and then she'll come to me and be like, hey, dad, need your credit card. (laughs) You know what? It's something that I would do myself, so I have no problem. Here's the credit card, honey. Go buy the the sales guy some lunch, and that's what she does. She comes in here, and she pretends she owns the place, and matter of fact, she does. But it's fun. It's fun to see her develop her leadership at an early age.
6: Xavier Cortez is the owner of Bellingham Nissan, part of the Cortez Auto Group. Give the gift of travel this
5: holiday season, and ring in the new year with a -a once-in-a-lifetime adventure. KGMI and Bel Air Tours and Adventures invite you to join the Cape Cod and the Islands Tour June 1st through the 7th with me, Deanna Haraluk. Explore the sandy beaches of Nantucket Island and Martha's Vineyard and cruise your way through the rich American history of the New England coast. Save your seat. They're going quickly. Visit KGMI.com to find out more.
8: In the Shop. And I saw a little headline that says, uh, how much does it cost to replace the Ford F-150 Lightning's battery? I thought, that ought to be interesting.
0: Kurt from Angler, Brian from Dr. Johns, and Dan from Bellingham and Burlington Automotive. And cost around, are you ready for this? $30,000. Join them on In the Shop, 9 to 10 a.m. every Saturday on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. Taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464.
1: Great to have you with us here on this Friday afternoon. Hope to hear from you, 360-676-5464. And I saw this, uh, homelessness up 12%, the highest reported level as rents soar and coronavirus pandemic aid lapses. I know we think of the homeless as just being, you know, people who are failing uh, either through addiction, mostly through addiction. I think that's the common conception that uh, and and many people who are homeless are suffering from addiction or mental illness, but uh, others um, might be experiencing something much different. Uh, this is uh, an article here. This I'm reading from. Uh, it's an Associated Press article. Um, homelessness among individuals rose by 11 percent. Uh, among veterans by 7.4 percent. By families with uh, among families with children by 15.5 percent. Uh, People who identify as black make up about 13% of the U.S. population, but comprise 37% of all people experiencing homelessness. People who identify as Hispanic or Latino make make up about 19% of the population, but are about 33% of those experiencing homelessness. A quarter of the adults experiencing homelessness were over age 54. So, I think it's more than just addiction or personal weakness that is causing this. It it it's causing it in some cases, obviously, maybe in many cases, uh, but um, I think it says something too about our society and and what it takes to be able to survive in our present the present day society, the um, the resources it takes and the difficulty it is to uh, to. Make rent or to pay bills. When people have uh, extraordinary experiences in their lives, whether it's uh, uh, a health issue or a loss of a job, loss of a career, uh, these kinds of things, um, loss of a person for that matter, um, things that um, cause um, uh, emotional or or, um, or mental uh, breakdowns or, or difficulties for people, uh, difficulties for people to deal with uh, day-to-day life. And, uh, so I think we have to understand all those factors that, uh, that play into this issue as well. And, you know, I've had this thought that, yeah, we're a free nation. So in a free nation, I mean, uh, just the idea that you being a citizen of our nation, that you're obliged to be a productive citizen—that's um, already creating a, a, a construct where you are required to live a certain way in our society. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I think it's a good thing to have to have values and to have things to motivate people, motivate people to have a good life. To and because you know, you work hard, you 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 gain. Uh, you, you earn a paycheck, you gain things in life. But if someone doesn't care about that and wants to live their life as just laying about, I mean, that's a lifestyle choice, is it not? And if we're a really a free nation, isn't that a choice someone should be allowed to make? I'm, I'm saying this just in a rhetorical sense, but um, let's go to Michael and Linden. Uh, as always, we want to hear whatever's on your mind here on My Connects. Michael, what's on your mind?
8: Joe, happy Friday. Good I, to have you. Just going to be a listener, uh, but, you know, John gets me a little fired up sometimes, and I have to call a retort as well. Okay. Because, you know, John's concern is the Constitution. Mm-hmm. God bless him for that. I, I couldn't agree more. But what really confuses me is he keeps supporting the person, that has violated the Constitution several times just over the past few years. For example, unconstitutional DACA, unconstitutional student loan repayments. And we can never forget the unconstitutional lockdowns and mandates, the vaccine mandates that have now also been ruled unconstitutional. And I'm sure all the listeners out there can remember all, John, all fired up, telling everybody how the unvaccinated were a threat to the rest of the population and they should be forced to get a vaccine. So you can tell the listeners who really supports Nazis and who doesn't simply by the comments they make on the show. And I'll just leave everybody with that.
1: All right, Michael. Although I, I have to admit, I don't recall the you know vaccine mandates, which were, they weren't required of every citizen, but mandates were made in the workplace and i last i checked that an employer can determine what what rules that uh, people that work for that employer have to follow and in the government's case i mean if you you know say if you and serve in the military you have workers, to you have to get pumped full of uh, pretty much every vaccine out there if you're a member of the military and we've seen
8: now that healthcare workers have won their case in the courts it's been ruled unconstitutional and they're being given back pay they're being forced to to get back to work so You know, again, he he keeps supporting things that are unconstitutional while at the same time claiming to love the Constitution. And, And John can't call the show and say one thing that Trump did that was ruled unconstitutional. Okay. So that's his little homework assignment for the weekend, John. Can there look through all this okay, stuff John. about Russian collusion and the, the Russian P-tape and all the other hoaxes that he's shared with us on this show? Okay. And tell us something that Trump did that's unconstitutional. That's my challenge for John, okay. and I can't wait to hear from him next week what he's coming up with.
1: All right. Okay, Michael. I think it's Take a fair care. challenge. Have a great Friday. You too. Take care. Have a great weekend. And, um, you know, I when it comes to, um, you know, the lockdown or mandating, uh, vaccinations. Um, I mean, then basically the argument is if the government cannot make any of those, um, demands of its citizens in the name of protecting those citizens and protecting citizens that they may, may come enc- encounter protecting the Republic, ultimately the health and welfare of the citizens of the country then how can the government mandate military service? It doesn't now, but yeah, every young—I uh, don't think—I don't think girls have to register for the draft, but every young man who at, reaches the age of eighteen has to register for the Selective Service and be prepared to be drafted should uh, a conflict arise. So, how if the government cannot require everyone to have a vaccine? Say if there were some. You know, science fiction type, um, uh, and I mean, we came close to it with the pandemic. We had, you know, pretty awful disease that killed over a million Americans, but uh, maybe not to the level of what we saw and, you know, what we would see on a zombie movie or, uh, you know, the, the Walking Dead or something. But um, so if the government can't uh, constitutionally or legally require citizens to take, ed- take measures against that then how can the government legally or constitutionally require people to don a uniform and go fight go go fight in the, in an armed conflict i i mean if you're saying that that one demand can't be made of citizens in in the name of uh, the betterment of the country that which you know protecting the citizenry if that kind of demand can't be made then how can a demand be made to go and fight for the country? I, I'm throwing that out there that uh, I, I, I think there's uh, you know we we get our in our mind that one thing is fine, but anything that we haven't encountered before or haven't experienced before, wow, this is this is way wrong. I mean, I, you talk about being hazardous to your health, uh, you know, mandatory, uh, and you know, other countries do it obviously. Um, you know, there are many people in uh, fighting for the uh, Israeli defense forces right now that are required to do that as citizens of that country. I don't hear people squawking about that. But boy, if they had mandated everybody have a vaccine... I think we would have heard a lot of complaints. But just throwing that out there, another thing we can think about over the weekend. And I uh, hope you have time to spend some time, like I said, with uh, maybe by yourself or with some friends and family and, and relax a little. And we'll be back on Monday with another gripping discussion here on KGMI Connects.